0: some people do that but not today. Not today Satan. I mean no, not today. It's good. All right, can we just start? Uh, can we in the building? Can we thank our worship team? So great. You know like worship team, production team, broadcast, AV guys. These guys have put in some work right to get this happening. So we love you. Bless you and um all our other teams, we are so excited to have you back as well in the building. I'm, I'm really, really excited to, uh, to be preaching with humans in the room. Like this is so exciting. I don't know why Pastor Nate didn't put me on next week. I don't know, but uh, we'll just roll with this week. All right, we'll just roll with this week. It's good. I'm loving it, and I get to, um, I get to finish off our Know Your Enemy series which is, um, it's been super helpful, right? Like in this time in history, we just we need to know who our enemy is because he's playing havoc right now. But let's put it in perspective, God is moving right now. Yeah, the devil's playing havoc, but God's working. So, right, I'm not, I'm not gonna preach my message too early, but you, you, you need to like lean into this today because it's gonna be good. This is gonna be great. So um, yeah, pumped next week. Be in this, be in be in, in church if you can. Uh, we would love to see you here. We are so excited to be with you in person. Um, and online's cool, but there's nothing like being in the room with other worshipers. There's nothing like being, you know, with the family. You know, it's hard to zoom in to Christmas dinner, isn't it? Right. But if you're in person, you get to enjoy the feast uh, in a different level. So, um, cool. Now, we've had great feedback over this series as well. It's been really great. Thanks for your feedback. Um, And uh, week one, we launched it on Halloween. What a timely launch, Pastor Nate. So good. Pastor Nate gave us the devil's origin story. That was awesome. You know, we have an enemy. Don't be ignorant be aware. Don't be afraid. Stand firm in faith, right? Week two, we discovered Pastor Nate's previous Mario Kart addiction. That was great. He said, The enemy behaves according to his character. Whoa. And the enemy's purpose is to bring destruction in every area of our lives through deception and lies. Right, interesting. Week three, we talked about the allies of the enemy, right? We talked about the world and the flesh. You know, like, I've, I've always been like, I don't, I, don't, I don't need the devil to, do, to screw up my life, right? Because I make stupid decisions just by myself. And the devil will like sometimes latch on to some of those stupid decisions and like, you know, send my head into a spiral of, you know, what's the word? I just, you know, take, blow things out of the water. I catastrophize. That's my favorite word lately. Anyway, anyway. And then Pastor Jez last week, what another great message, talked about the tools of the enemy, how the enemy questions, brings questions to us and challenges what we think and believe about God and who we are and how things are working. She asked us this question, are you convinced like Eve or are you convicted like Jesus? Do you have a strong conviction or are you just convinced? Hmm, interesting. All right, so today we're gonna talk about uh, human reasoning versus God's revelation. We're gonna unpack some ideas around the cure for a stronghold. I'm gonna talk a little bit about TikTok and Lego. It's gonna be great. Why don't we pray? All right. Holy Spirit, would you help us today to engage with what you are doing to listen to what you are saying because we wanna step into more of you and less of the world. We wanna partner with you, God. We wanna, we wanna grow. We wanna be transformed. We wanna be, we wanna be people of breakthrough, people who carry faith, hope, and love into the world. So help us today to engage in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so we've been reading out of our series Scripture, which is 1 Peter uh, chapter 5, verse 8 and 9 from the New Living Translation. I don't have a New Living Bible here today, so I'm going to read this off my iPad. It says, Stay alert. Love it. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion. Remember what Pastor Nate said? He's not a roaring lion. He's just like it. Looking for someone to devour, stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. I love that. I love being told to be strong. It's like something like gritty rises up within you, right? Something is like, oh yeah, I'm going to be I'm gonna be strong, I'm going to be firm in my faith, right? So get some grit about you. Right. Remember that the family of believers all over the world is going through the same kind of suffering as we are, right? Awesome. So I don't know if you're on TikTok. Anyone in the building on TikTok? Uh, anyone here on TikTok? I'm kind of a big thing on TikTok. Um, no dancing, no dancing, but I'm kind of a big deal. Uh, no, I just got on there a while ago to do like marriage tips and stuff like that and uh, had one go viral, it was pretty cool. Anyway, so I find myself scrolling through TikTok and most of the feed is really dog videos that I save for my daughter, but anyway. Anyway, uh, I've been finding some, co- some comedians as well, it's been really great. And there's this one comedian, like little two minute clip, and he's got this whiteboard with some names on it. And uh, he's talking through the names, and, and, and he starts out and he's like, hey, um, so you know like kids give nicknames to like the, the craziest things, right? And he's got these words written on the whiteboard, Bad Back Brian, Polly, Baghdad, and then a few other names. And he's like, he's like, kids will like label you immediately with the craziest, of, the craziest of names. Like take for example, Bad Back Brian. So when we were in school, this kid called Brian, he came to school one day, just one day, one day. And he said, oh, I've got a bit of a bad back. And for five years, he was called Bad Back Brian. Like wow, he's like no, that. That's that, that's him done. Anyway, Polly, Polly. It turns out that someone had put a hot kettle on his arm. Polly put the kettle on, so he was called Polly from then on. And uh, Baghdad. This is a really interesting one, right? And you'd think it would carry all kinds of like you know like Middle Eastern kind of influences. No, 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 no. This guy just came to school with a new bag that he received as a gift from his dad, Baghdad. And the comedian's like, and I know Baghdad. I know him, we're friends. He's like, he's in his early 40s and his kids, and we all still call him Baghdad. Because at school, some kids said, yeah, you're Baghdad. And that was it, right? And some things in life, they stick to us. Certain words that people have said, a prophetic word, maybe it was a trauma or an experience or an abuse that you suffered. Maybe it was an encounter with God and a moment from heaven and a revelation and a verse. You know how you've got life verses and they're the ones that stick and they're the ones that keep coming back. Some things stick around, but not all of them are helpful in building a life in Christ. Not all of them are valuable in building the kind of life that has intimacy and freedom and wholeness and fullness. Right at the start, I just want to tell you that you've got the power to choose today. You've got the power of the Holy Spirit. You've got grace on you. You've got agency. You've got free will. You've got the power to choose what sticks around and this series, Knowing Your enemy, has been really so valuable in helping us to understand the, 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 the goals of the devil as opposed to the goals of Jesus, of God. So uh, we're going to fly right through this because I've got heaps of stuff here. But let's talk about, if you're writing notes, write this down, two kingdoms, two opposite goals. Right, we live in this world where there, are, where there are two spiritual kingdoms at work. There's the kingdom of God and then there's the kingdom of darkness and they are diametrically opposed and they have completely polar opposite goals for you and I, for, for humanity. The goal of the enemy is spiritual brokenness, permanent slavery, ultimate destruction. The devil wants you and I to live a fruitless spiritually bankrupt existence. And if he can't prevent you from getting saved, then what he wants to do is to he's gonna try and make you live and believe and think and behave like a slave. The goal of Jesus, total opposite. The goal of Jesus is intimacy and wholeness and freedom. Galatians 5 verse one says, it is for Freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then, right? It's not just a matter of, yes, I've got it. No, 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 I now I need to stand firm in my freedom, right? Stand firm then and do not let yourselves, whoa, don't let yourself be taken and be put a, a yoke of slavery back on you, wow. whoa. So Jesus died to bring us into complete and total freedom and salvation and wholeness and fullness and community. I just love this verse, because the yoke of slavery is what we're set free from, right? This, this mindset, this mindset of slavery, this mindset that I'm worth nothing and I own nothing. I have nothing except the work of my hands. I'm just a slave here to serve my harsh master. That's slavery thinking. And it's the opposite of what Jesus set us free into, which is sonship thinking. This understanding that I'm a son of the king of kings. What? And I have access. I have access to him and to all the resources of heaven. I'm not a nobody with nothing. I'm a son with access to him and access to everything. Game changer. So the question is, and Pastor Jez posed this one last week, is who are you listening to? Like God comes to, you know, Eve in the garden and says, who told you? Right? So what are you listening to? Two kingdoms two opposing goals, two different messages that are being broadcast to us on a regular basis. One is revelation, and one is trying to tap into our human reasoning. Number two, if you're writing notes, write this down. Build with the right bricks. The devil sows lies because he knows that some of those lies are gonna stick to you. Some of them are going to stick eventually, right? Because he knows you. He's worked you out. Poor bad back Brian, hey? This poor guy, you know, walking around. Uh, and his back's probably fine, but everyone's still like, hey, bad back Brian. He's like, really? Uh. I'd love to know if with all of the stuff spoken out about him, I wonder if he's got a bad back today. I don't know. So so the devil sows lies, but God delivers truth. God brings this revelation, knowing that if we work out our salvation, we're gonna work in the revelation. And then we're gonna enjoy intimacy, closeness, freedom, wholeness, fullness, right? But you gotta build with the right bricks. So at the start of lockdown, um, I got out from, I don't know where they all were, probably in the garage, right? I got out all of these plastic tubs Filled with Lego. Like there must be like 20, 30, 40, 50,000 pieces of Lego in these sets. There's like so much Lego. Uh, and I'm like, and I got out all the instructions and I laid up all the instructions. And I'm like, well, I'm going to build this one. And I decided to build uh, something that Ethan bought when he was like like six years ago. It's the Palace Cinema, and it's modelled on Grauman's Chinese Theatre in LA. And uh, now there are a few bits that I found that were intact, and I'm like, oh yeah, this is part of that set, cool, cool, cool. But most of the 2,194 pieces in this set, I had to trawl through these, all of these things. And then I started finding other, you know, other things around the house, other containers. And I'm putting all of the white bits in here and all the red bits in here and the yellow bits in here. Because I'm like, this is too hard. This is way too hard. You know, and then, uh, and super helpful for a colorblind color Darren, mildly colorblind here, is I'm trying to put the tan, the light tan, the brown, the, the maroon, the red, the slightly off orange, the yellow, I'm trying to separate all of these colors, and I'm like, this is going really good. Anyway, so the, the, like, this is, a, this is a, a, a thing that's like this big, it's like three stories high, it is huge. And and uh, several times there were, you know, uh, things that will, you know, I'm trying to sort out some stuff, and I'd I'd, I'd almost finish this section, and I'm like, look at this, Josie, look at this, Josie, it's coming together, and Josie would be like, oh, Dad, no, 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 and she'd come over, and she'd be like, those colors aren't all the same, (laughs) and I'd be like, are you sure? Because I just spent like hours like trolling through all of this stuff, you know, like, oh, there's a, there's a maroon piece. N- no, dad, that's not maroon, that's brown. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, and the, the, the sheer amount of hours spent on this, I'm like, and it was several times, like I'm building a, an, an orange section and she's like, mm. gold sections, That's not gold, Dad. I'm like, "Mm, okay, all right. Uh, And sometimes there were like one piece that I had to find, and it would take me a solid 45 minutes to get this one piece to complete the set. And the set is completed if you don't look too closely. (laughs) But see, the devil wants you to get stuck building with the wrong bricks. The problem is that we're all a little bit colorblind. And sometimes a half truth might seem like a truth. Sometimes we, we, we finish building this area of our lives and we're like, oh, it's just so good. It's so strong. Not realizing that we've been building with the wrong color bricks. We've been building with lies instead of truth. And some of the cracks start to show and the dysfunction start to come out and the Holy Spirit starts to reveal Scripture to us and we're like, whoa, that's, no, 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 that, that, that can't be real. So let's talk about revelation versus reasoning for a second, all right? How much time have I got? I'm going, okay. So a revelation is something that you receive from God, right? It's, a, it's an unveiling of truth. It's the illuminating of something that you couldn't see before. It's like, ah. Oh, Right, that's huh, that's that's pretty neat, right? That's pretty neat, that's pretty cool. You get to see something about how God sees something, how God sees you or the truth about who He really is or how things work in the world, right? And He has revealed it to you. Like that's what preaching is. I'm trying to preach a revelation to you so that you'll get it, so that you'll have a moment of, ah, Right, that's how it is. That's how it works. That's the truth of how things really are. And when we build our lives around revelation from God, we're moving more and more into closeness and intimacy with Him, more and more into wholeness and fullness. But the devil's got another plan. Because this human ability that's been given to us by God called reasoning, right? Right? This, this thing that helps us to understand and make great choices and say yes and no and, and make informed decisions about things. Well, the devil likes to jump on, onto that. Because human reasoning with, with revelation as a foundation is a, is a powerful thing. But without the revelation of God, human reasoning just becomes its own tool for working everything out. And then if you sit in the, in the area of pure human reasoning for long enough, well, then you'll just end up with worldly wisdom, worldly knowledge, disconnection from God, and the cracks will eventually start to show. I have a friend of mine whose faith completely crumbled in recent years. I don't have a, I don't have a testimony of this story yet but his faith just completely crumbled because the devil sowed seeds and his, his need to reason everything skyrocketed and he gave it all away. And so the devil leans on this human ability to reason and think and have logic and understand and he loves to give us the wrong colored bricks to build our lives with even though they might look okay. But we've got to remember the goal of the enemy. The goal of the enemy is spiritual brokenness, complete destruction. The best way that the devil knows how to keep you a slave the best way that he knows how to keep someone distant from God, to keep people away from God, is to build something as, as, as permanent as possible, as impenetrable as possible. Something in your mind, something called a stronghold. And strongholds are how the devil keeps us behaving and believing and thinking like slaves, even though we are sons daughters the devil knows if he can keep you thinking like a slave and acting like a slave and then you're going to miss out on freedom you're going to miss out on fullness you're going to miss out on intimacy with God you're going to miss out on all the stuff that you look at other Christians their lives that seem to be working out okay and you're looking at them going why can't I have that I remember a friend of mine, I think it was actually Todd Oliver. Todd, I know you're online today. I remember Todd saying to me one day uh, that a stronghold is an area that you and the devil agree on. It starts out like a little thought, like a, or a suspicion, or an idea, like God doesn't actually love me. He loves people, not, not, not me. Or, um, or, or something else that might be a, bit, a little bit more relational, like, oh, people just think I'm annoying. Or you know, when I when I was growing up, you know, I had some friends that were like, "Nah, girls just don't like me," and I was like, "That's because they all like me." <laughs> no, that wasn't me, you know. Or or or, or, the, or things about who God is. God isn't love. Or here's a classic one. God's not going to bring me a miracle. Now that's a can of worms because. Pure, pure miracles are always available in heaven, right? Your, our healing is available in heaven. But sometimes we look and see what God is doing in someone else, and we just we 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 believe it's different for us personally. And this this idea, this this suspicion, this concept will bounce around in your mind a little a little while. And it'll come off the back of an experience or a failure or something. You know what I used to believe? That fundamentally, I'm a failure. That I will end up failing because I'm a failure. And it came off the back of a failed moment. And then the next time I failed, there was the thought again. Yeah, because you're a failure, Darren. Oh, And then for a little while after that, I started looking for evidence that I'm a failure. So we have, we have a bad experience and then the devil sows a thought. And then there's another bad experience and then the devil says confirmation. And then we have another bad experience and it's confirmed again that, well, yeah, well, God doesn't love me. Well, God's not gonna... Do this in my life. Eventually it's all gonna blow up. And then after a couple of confirmations, we start looking for evidence. We start seeking out the evidence. And we're looking across the the dimensions of our life, trying to find proof that God, whatever the thought is, God doesn't love me. People don't like me. God's God's not powerful. Salvation isn't for me. Right? I'm a failure. I'm this. They're that whatever it is, and we look for evidence, and after enough evidence, because now we've got a bias, now we are biased to think about the lie, and we're looking for proof that the lie is true, and after a while, the lie becomes a belief, and now Darren's not just thinking a couple of times, oh yeah, I, did a, I, I, I stuffed up you know, a bit of a failure. <laughs> now Darren has an entrenched thought, a stronghold, a place where I agree with the devil that Darren is fundamentally a failure. And the devil loves to play on your human ability to reason and think and find evidence and, and, lo- and, and build logic around these things. But the problem is that None of this we have taken to God. I'm trying to find, no, we're we're going there in a second. That's good. So what are you building? Are you building a place of intimacy with God through revelation? Or are you building a stronghold based on lies? So how do we demolish strongholds? you're writing notes, write this down. Number three, the cure for a stronghold. Write it in your notes. Because every one of us carries around these fortified places in our minds that have been built on a lie. Nothing but lies. Like the people of Israel, right? So the people of Israel get set free from Egypt. They, they're out of the promised land and they're walking around. Woo, we're free. Except they're still thinking like slaves. And every time God wants to do something, they're like, oh, nah, couldn't do that. They're free by thinking like slaves. They weren't thinking like children of a perfect father. Like the cure for a stronghold, like I'm going to say it, but it's so much easier said than done, right? It's like a, it's like something goes wrong in the house and the husband looks at the wife and goes, babe, I'll fix it, don't worry. Like so much easier said than done because if that's like my house, I'd probably just got to make it worse. You know, now, now the hole in the roof is, it's gushing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, easier said than done. The cure for a stronghold is this. We've already talked about the first one and that's revelation. The second one is repentance. And the third one is renewing your mind. Revelation, repentance, renewal of your mind. 2 Corinthians 10 verse four and five says this. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. So when you get this lie that says that you're a failure, that failure is impending, or whatever the lie is, God doesn't love you, people hate me. Whatever the lie is, when we get this thought, we have to then make it obedient to Christ. That's when I take the thought, this lie, this suspicion, this This tweak of the truth, and I have to take it to the truth. I have to make it obedient, make it submit to what the truth says about who I am. The Bible is a mirror, and it it tells you who you are. You look at it, and it reveals to you what you really are. So we listen to God and we get a revelation and then we partner with God in repentance and then we we walk with God into renewal of our minds, right? Romans 12, verse 2. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You wanna be transformed? You wanna walk out of this, this mentality, this, this, this burden, this stress, this fear? Fear is a stronghold in your mind. Like fear comes from not believing that you're a son or a daughter or not believing that God truly loves you, not believing that God has this thing for you. He's gonna work it out for your good. He's gonna transform you in the process. Repentance is not saying sorry, (laughs) okay? Confession is saying sorry. Repentance is changing your mind. Repentance is changing your direction, your life and going. No, 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 I don't think like that anymore. I don't think like that anymore. My my brain is being retrained. I'm thinking I am now recognizing the truth about what what God says about me. And I'm not a slave. I'm not an orphan. I'm a son. Repentance is choosing what God says about you that it, has a higher authority than what anyone else or the devil says about you. A stronghold is something that you and the devil agree with that is against your true self. Right? Repentance is when you come into agreement with God that is for your true self. And so then we just, we just walk with Jesus. Then we just keep walking. We we, we take thoughts captive. We make them obedient to the, the true revelation, the truth about what God says about the thing, whatever it is, about who God is, about who you are, about how the world works, about how relationships and people and marriage and kids and family work, right? The devil wants to create strongholds in every area of your life because he wants you to be ineffective and distant from God. And the more that we are then transformed and our minds are being made new and slowly but surely we get this greater and greater influence from God over the lies and the lies begin to crack and break and the stronghold begins to be taken by God. And a stronghold with God, we call that a testimony. Now, I, I, wanna, I wanna lead you to make a couple of bold declarations right now. Because this is not a message that you, 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 you I finish and you're like, yeah, that was cool. No worries, thanks Pastor D, no props. No, 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 this is a message where, where the Holy Spirit might be illuminating right now something in your mind, something that is a lie, something that has been founded and you're like, I can't deal with that, that's too deep. Yes, you can. Yes, you can, because you've got to get some fresh revelation from the Word and from the Spirit. You've got to start to repent, just to repent and I'm changing my mind. I'm changing my direction. I'm changing how I think and see and believe and behave and walk and work out my salvation. I'm changing. I am becoming renewed every single day. Step by step, I'm moving towards renewal. And then I get more freedom. And then I get closer to Jesus. And then, ah, wholeness, fullness. The declaration that you and I need to make today is I will no longer listen to the lies of the enemy about me. I choose, I choose with the power of agency and free will and the power of choice to listen to the truth about what Jesus says about me. Because you know what? I'm not failure, Darren. I'm not bad back, Darren. I'm child of God, Darren. That's what he says about me. Anything less than that is the devil trying to latch on to my human reasoning to build a stronghold that will keep me a safe distance from God as opposed to it being with him in a safe place you and i need to decide i'm not defined by my actions i'm not defined by my health conditions i'm not defined by my dysfunctions i'm not defined by my by my outcomes in life i'm defined purely by who he says i am he is what he says he is I'm not going to allow the accusations of the enemy to get inside my mind and fester away. I'm going to stand firm in faith. I'm going to resist the devil. and The word says that he will flee. Or is it James 3 something? Submit to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. You and I need to just decide. I'm not, I'm not going to be convinced by clever Human reasoning by fine-sounding worldly arguments about that are based on philosophy or intellectualism or all of the isms that exist in the world, and it's a, it's a confusing, complex place to live right now in the world. That you and I need to return to what is.